The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the season two finale of your favorite list-making show, Eat Sleep List. My name is Matt Johnson, your host. And yes, we have decided to pull the plug on season... We, what am I saying? We. I, I'm the lone host of this show. I have decided to pull the plug on Eat Sleep List Season 2. Unfortunately, the last couple weeks, I've tried to just bulk up and try to finish strong. We're about five episodes short of what I originally wanted to do. And uh, just having trouble finding new guests. You know, get a lot of last-minute cancellations. It's uh, it's unfortunate, you know. Uh, I I take this podcasting thing very very seriously, and kind of when people cl- can't can't you know cancel on you, whatever. I know life gets in the way, but when when you have your stuff as thoroughly planned out as I do, it really throws a wrench. And yeah, there's like been like four or five cancellations that I've had. So I'm like, all right, we're gonna put the kibosh on it. It's done, season two. Uh, put it to rest. So today I'm gonna fly solo. Today I'm gonna fly solo. It's about 6.30 in the morning right now, and I've honestly been thinking about how am I going to close off this 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 season if I'm going to do a solo episode. Last time I did a solo episode was the very first episode of Eat Sleep List, seemingly forever ago. Where I just talked about 10 things I like to make lists about. I think that's what the topic was. Uh, for this one, it was, I'm like, oh, I can't be, I'm not good at being funny on my own. I'm not, like, I don't know, it's, it's not fun to just sit there and kind of just talk about certain interests without another person to kind of reflect off of you i guess like you know hobbies you know we arcade games like it's it's just better if you have a back and forth discussion with people it, it for a lot of the things we make lists about but then i realized that it's been a year since the world kind of fell to crap i mean the world's been kind of falling to crap for a long time uh for, for a considerable amount of time but, uh, you know, with quarantine, with COVID-19, the pandemic that we've all, everybody's experienced, everybody's been affected by it, whether you've had COVID-19, whether you've known somebody who's had COVID-19. Um, and, like, even if you don't, it's a no to either of those things, you're you're probably wearing a mask out in public. Your favorite business is probably, hours have been altered. Uh, just the way we live is, is changed. And hopefully, I mean, hopefully not forever. Hopefully by the time we come back and, you know, for season three in July that uh, the world is a better place as far as, you know, a pandemic goes. Uh, I, I, I'm i an optimist. I, I can only hope. But uh, but I wanted to kind of re- reflect on this last year. Not just, you know, well, for myself, first and foremost, therapeutically a little bit, um, but kind of reflect back in the last year with, you know, with you guys, too. With you guys, you girls, whatever you identify as, uh, reflect back. You know, it's been a, it's been a hard year. Like I said, whether you reflected directly or indirectly, it's been hard. But I think uh, you know everybody who has made it out has probably made it out for the better. You're probably a di- much different person than you were a year ago, and you might be a stronger person than you were a year ago. So I want to go through. And talk about, uh, you know, usually we have a guest. Obviously, I said that you do top 10. So I'm going to do a top 20 life lessons that I've kind of learned over the last year of quarantine. How I think that maybe I'm a better person. Or may- maybe just my, my knowledge and understanding of, of human beings, I guess. Uh, my perspective is a little bit more broader. I think it, I think is the, kind of the way to put it. So we're going to go through 20. 
you know, to, to 20 things that uh, that my perspectives that have changed life lessons that I've learned. Maybe some of you have experienced these. Maybe you haven't. Maybe experience, you know, different ones. It'll be fun. Uh, but like I said, therapeutic for myself and hopefully a uh, hopefully a realization, a, a, a epiphany for some of you that, you know, yeah, this last year has stunk, but um, maybe it wasn't all so bad. Maybe it wasn't all so bad. No copyright free royalty free music today. Uh, I'm literally just ripping this right off the laptop and I'm going to I'm going to upload it to our uh, our network page at BICBP-radio.com. And here we go. Our well, my number 20 life lesson that I have learned over the last year living in quarant- in the in the in the pandemic, COVID-19 pandemic is uh, to stop being afraid to be different. Uh, I wake up every day, just about every day. I feel like an outcast. Uh, I really do. I have since high school, to be perfectly honest with you. No, I know. It's a pity party. No, uh, I'm just trying to, I'm going to use real life stories to kind of, to kind of, I guess, get my, get my points, get my list numbers uh, across to you. I've, I felt like an outcast almost all my life, uh, whether it be in high school and, and not getting invited to parties and uh, what's that, that? That girl that you were just enamored with is not in your league. You know, you're you're way too weird and different to even have a chance. Uh, and I, I've always felt like that. I've always, uh, well, yeah, since well, since forever, probably. Um, to be perfectly honest with you, I, I still do do to this day. You know, but I realize that different isn't a bad thing at all. You know, I'm I'm somebody who's very goal oriented. I love to entertain through podcasts. I like to. Um, I want to be someone someday that people like just talk about in in positive sense that hey, they were somebody special, and uh, you don't you don't really get you're not really you don't get special if you're just like everybody else I guess right. It's okay to be a little different. It's okay to have a different mindset. Uh, it's it's okay to go like against the grain. Like I feel like with social media that everybody thinks a lot, a lot, not everybody, but a lot of people, there's large groups of people that just think alike. They can't think for themselves. And, uh, and if you, you, you're not like that, if you don't fall into that, uh, that trap, that echo chamber, that, um, that mob mentality, I guess, in a sense, and you come off as different, it's really okay to be different. It really truly is. You know, it, uh, for as much as I was clamoring to be invited to high school parties back in the day, I didn't want to go get drunk. I didn't want to go get, you know, do drugs. I didn't want to go get into trouble. It just wasn't my thing. And, you know, there's some regret in that aspect. There's no doubt about it. But um, but it's okay to be different. My mom's a, a great example of somebody who's different. Uh, she just kind of does her – she just does her thing. She dances at her own will. Um, you know, she will just be just sitting there. She starts singing and whatever. She just, she's just a free, she's a free spirit in a sense. Um, very free spirit in a sense. And people like, I don't know, you hear things. People just like, what's wrong with her? Why is she like this? You see how people around you, they, they react, roll their eyes and complain. But my mom is just such a carefree, she's a very, I mean, I respect it. She's different. She don't care. She's happy. She's happy. It makes her happy. Um, 
I'm okay. I'm I'm finally sl- slowly starting to understand that I'm just different. All right, whether it's my work ethic in in this this form of entertainment, whether it's uh you know just my interests. What what's that? You know, everybody likes to do this. Well, I don't. I like to do that. It's okay to be different. And I hope uh, I hope each and every one of you realize that. You know that you know just because, for example, your 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 family is one way that you have to be like that, or your group of friends is like is one way, and you have to be like that. No, you shouldn't have to be. Don't be afraid to be different. Be you and be proud. That's the most important thing. I can uh, I, I can't stress that enough. And, and again, this is all stuff that I'm I'm learning uh, constantly. My number nineteen. You're not meant to be a people pleaser. <laughs> I've had a lot of time to think about stuff. That's part of the reason why it was so easy to throw a, a top twenty list together for this episode, uh, literally overnight. But uh, you're not meant to be a people pleaser. You know, when relationships are very like it's it's so exhausting. Relationships have made me hate the holidays, not the spirit of them, but the actual day of. And uh, oh man, is it frustrating? <laughs> holidays are frustrating. You want to relax, you want to enjoy the day, you want to enjoy the spirit of the day. Christmas, perfect example. Easter's coming up. We can use any of those. They're both practically the same thing. Go over family's house. You know, go over, go go visit people. You, you gotta hear grunts and groans. Oh, you're leaving. And you hear stuff later on. Oh, you, you know, you you didn't spend enough time here. You, like people start counting the clock with how <laughs> how much time you spend with everybody. It's just like, damn, aren't you just excited to see me? You know, I I find myself do, I I found myself doing that for years, but it, it's it takes a toll on you mentally. Uh, to try and be a people pleaser, you literally give up your own happiness to to make people happy. And it, I love to see people happy. Don't get me wrong. Um, but one thing you know, I think we all have to realize is that you know, yes, it's good to see people happy, but don't do it at your expense. Your mental health, your you know, just emotional health, which might be the same thing. I don't know, but you know, you can't do these things at, at you know at, at at your expense, at the expense of your own well being. I find myself doing that. I stretch myself out very, probably a little more than I should. Uh, even in the world of like podcasting, like I'm always like somebody like, hey, you do this for me. And I'm like, yeah, I got you. Thanks, man. And it, 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 it's it's like, okay, well, <laughs> now I'm tired. Now I'm shot. But hey, at least they're happy. At least they're in a good place. Um, so, can't it being a people pleaser is? It, I guess it, it just doesn't work and. I've I've pulled back from that, and uh, people are like, "Oh, he's so different, you know. Matt's so different now. Why isn't he? Why isn't he? You know, is outgoing and all this stuff." I'm just like, "Ah, I'm just I'm not gonna I'm not gonna risk my happiness to make other people happy. It's uh, yeah, it's, it's got to be a fine line. Kind of runs into my number eighteen, which is uh, you know, quit living your happiness in the hands of others, other things, whatever it may be." Uh, you got to find your own ways, you know, your own ways to make yourself happy. You got to find ways to, um, to, you just, you just, it's almost like a self-reliance kind of thing. I have a couple, I have something similar to that later on. Like I said, a lot of these lists, they, they kind of cross over, but the general point is a little, is a little different. Uh, here, here's an example. I was, you know, this last year was rough. All right. I worked eight months out of the last 12 months 
or so. I just got a new job two months ago. But I was watching it. If you listen to the very first episode that I did when I was, you know, by myself, one of the things I take a lot of pride in is being a fan of the Indianapolis Colts. In November, I think it was November, late October, they played the Green Bay Packers. They went to overtime, and this Indianapolis Colts team, who could not beat any good teams, goes and beats a good team. I started bawling my eyes out. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, bawling my eyes out. Tears of happiness. I'm just like, why am I crying right now? I don't even know why I'm crying. I mean, I'm happy. I know why the Colts, you know, I'm happy that the Colts won, but why am I so, why why did I leave my emotional, you know, why, why did I invest so much emotion into this? Um, where it becomes happy. I mean, I was down. I was damn depressed. I was running out of unemployment, still didn't have a job, no prospects. And I'm just like, man, I, I needed this so much. Where, you know, for my own sake, I should have been finding other ways to make myself happy. Uh, you know, it, it just it shouldn't be left in the hands of things that aren't con- aren't controllable. You know, I don't play for the Indianapolis Colts. I'm just a fan. <laughs> All right, it, it's not like a personality trait of mine that I'm an Indianapolis Colts fan. It doesn't define who I am as a person. Uh, why? Yeah, it, I shouldn't have left all my hat. You know, crying tears of joy for that for that one moment. So, uh, you know, to start, that's one thing. Another thing that I've learned this last year is you know take a step back, especially too when you realize that you know uh, <laughs> when you're away from people, right? You don't see people for a long time. People that you care, you generally care about. And, you know, you reach out to them and you kind of don't get a whole lot back that you can't leave your happiness up to other people. You got to be self. You got you to find ways to stimulate your own happiness. Number 17. It's a big one, but an obvious one. Life is short, man. Life is very short. Uh, I've lost two very important thing. Uh, two pretty one very important. Another pretty important thing. Uh, in my life, the last, at least people going away, um, you know, passing away. September, my dog of almost 17 years passed away. Uh, man's best friend. It's like truly a shame that dogs just do not get to live forever. <laughs> it, 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 eats, it eats me up inside. It really does. Uh, we had spent, uh, we had spent a, a, a wonderful weekend down in the southern tier uh, here in western New York with my family. We brought our dog, Truder. And uh, we had a wonderful weekend. You know, it was our last like time as a family. It was like almost meant to be. It was one of the weirdest things, um, in in hindsight. But the following week, I went to go camping, uh, go to a cabin with uh, my good friends Chris and Anthony, who were on the show a couple weeks ago. They're part of our network. The morning we're supposed to leave, he passed away. And it's like, oh man, like just all these memories just start kind of flashing in the in your mind. You know, 17, almost 17 years of memories. I was very fortunate. I realized how fortunate I was to have this dog, to have this best friend uh, for 17 years. People don't even get half of that with a lot of their pets, unfortunately. But, you know, it's like, wow, 17 years is a long time for a dog. But, you know, kind of when you're sitting there, you see him, just that car, you know, the body that would, it was once just just full of life. This 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 thing, this living creature that was once so full of life, and it's just kind of taken away. It uh it, it puts things in a lot of perspective. You know, seventeen years. It's how life is short. You know, seventeen years sounds maybe like a long time, but I think about how quick it went and all the things that occurred in that in that time period. You know, graduating middle school, going to high school, 
wrestling, my first kiss, my first girlfriend, graduating high school, you know, going to college, moving away for two years, being away from my dog, coming home, finding my, you know, fi- finding my current wife, uh, you know, in, in so much more pro wrestling, all this stuff, getting married. And uh, it's like, wow, it really puts things in, into perspective how quick life is. Uh, you know, another one I had, a, I had a friend who was a pro professional wrestler, Brody Lee, who I knew during my time in pro wrestling. And, you know, 40-something years young, very young. All he wanted, you know, he wanted to chase his dream of being a professional wrestler, be on TV, make money, have a family, and provide for that family. And he was like, he was finally hitting his stride. He finally hit his stride and uh, had some issues, non-COVID related, and he passed away. And I'm just like, oh my God, 40 years old, two young boys, a wonderful, wonderful wife, and he's gone. How quick that was. It, uh, it, it breaks my heart. It really does. And you have to realize that life is short. Nothing in life, like tomorrow isn't guaranteed. Obviously, I think a lot of people realize that with quarantine over this last year. That tomorrow is not guaranteed. I use this, this philosophy with, with work all the time. Everyone's like, yeah, work hard when you're young. You know, overtime, this and that. Build up that pension. And then when you're finally retired... You'll be able to enjoy all of life's goodness. No. I want to enjoy it now. I want to enjoy it now. I'm not going to slave my way, you know, slave away for, you know, whatever, 20 bucks an hour, whatever it may be, whatever you may make. You, you may be in the same thought process as I am. Whatever you make. And uh, in, in possibly never get to enjoy it. I know so many people through through my work that finally hit retirement age. They retire. And by the time they get their first pension check, they're gone, slaving away, working all those hours, weekends, time away from family, time away from, you know, you're not like, I, I just, I, I couldn't live like that. I couldn't live like that if I was just like, you know what, forget this, you know, forget this possible once in a lifetime opportunity to go see this or do that. I'm going to just going to go to work. I'm going to work with skip holidays. I'm just going to go to work and, you know. That's all right. When I'm 60-something years old, my pension will be good, and I'll get to enjoy it. Tomorrow's not guaranteed, and that's the big thing. You know, I think with this pandemic, too, like a lot of people I know, there's, there's, there's enough people that I know that, you know, took extra precautions. I, you know, I, I, I went out safe. I did my, what I was told. I, I wore my mask. I, you know, we, we gather here. We do. We record with friends here in our podcast studio. Not a single person. We've been very, very fortunate, but not a single person has tested positive. For COVID, uh, life was too short for me this you know this last year to live in fear, to just stop, you know, uh, to just stop what I was doing, stop existing, be cooped up in a house, and Lord knows what kind of mental damage you know damage that would have been done to to my mental health. Lord knows. So, uh, it, it may sound selfish, but you know th- this last year was like I'm I'm not gonna life is too short. I'm not gonna if. This is it. I'm not going to spend it, uh, you know, just just sitting here playing video games and watching movies for a year straight. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. And uh, I've been very fortunate since then. I'm, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad. I have no regrets for the last year for how I carried myself as far as living my life. Number 16. 
All right, this one's a little, a little kind of out there. It's, it kind of goes away from everything. But uh, with the way that the world is today, you know, uh, celebrities, politicians, famous people in general, athletes, uh, whatnot, they get put up on pedestals way, 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 way too much. We, 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 we treat them like they're, they're gods. And, you know, with, <laughs> with cancel culture and, and just everything, you, you come to find out that people are just, celebrities are just as flawed as you are. And a lot of them are just <laughs> trash human beings. They are trash human beings. I'm, I'm not going to lie. It pissed me off when Gal Gadot and uh, Will Ferrell and all these celebrities were singing Imagine by John Lennon to try and, you know, be like, oh, yeah, it's okay, guys. We're going to get through this. Just stay in your house and we'll be okay. You know, yes, I will stay in my two-bedroom apartment in, in downtown Niagara Falls while you live in your cushy mansion that you've earned, you've worked hard for. You know, with your indoor pool, you might even have a bowling alley in your basement, but you probably have a big, big, big property. And you're also going to continue to make movies. Well, here I am living off the, the, the system because I can't get a job. My job's not sending me out to work. Piss off. <laughs> piss like just just piss off. I, I, I hey that that video drove me insane, drove a lot of people insane. Um, I don't worship celebrities because a lot of I think I find a lot of them to be hypocrites. A lot of them can be bought out. Uh, you know, they, they do things against what they say. Everybody's a hypocrite. But for some reason, when, you know, with, with, with celebrities, with famous people, it's it's like it extra hurts. And we all know just politicians are just trash, you know, trash people anyways. It's all it's all a lot of showboating. I don't respect any politician ever. So um, but people worship them. Put them on pedestals, you know. I, <laughs> I I don't get political on my podcast at all, but you know, uh, I'll leave it at that. I'll just leave it at that. People put politicians on these pedestals, and uh, they're all flawed. And you know, I don't know. It just leads to more, just more issues because people, uh, people are like ah, but they did it. It's okay. We got to stop putting people, people flawed people on pedestals. Just put nobody on pedestals. I think that's the way. That's the best way to go about it. Number fifteen. The safe route isn't always the best route. Now this, I got to preface this. This one, number fifteen. That obviously, I hold my parents in very high regard. I love them to death. Um, we don't agree on everything. Obviously, two different generations uh, of people with you know, it, yeah, different upbringings. I guess different eras, whatever it may be. Uh, I obviously love art. I've come into my own when it comes to loving art, hobbies, this and that. Uh, you know, it's it's it sucks in hindsight when all you want to do is play video games, and your parents are like, no, sorry, you can't play video games, and then people like uh, the 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 Paul brothers or whatever, the Logan Paul, and they play video games and make millions of dollars. PewDiePie, all these. You know what I mean? Uh, they, my parents didn't know that in hindsight, but um, you know I've always been enamored with art. Like photography is something I got into. This I hope to make a living off podcasting someday. Whether it's opening up a recording studio, getting sponsors for my shows, uh, whatever it may be, I hope to do it. But my parents never under, don't understand that. Parents don't understand that. A uh, perfect example of this is uh, back when I was. Being a professional wrestler six, seven years ago, and uh, 
Loving it. Loving it. And I wasn't, like, making money yet. Made enough to, you know, gas to come back. But that's the paying your dues aspect. That's the hard work aspect that very few people understand. Um, it was like, hey, you know, why don't you go get a, why don't you go get a real job? Which, I, I mean, I had a real job. It just didn't, I don't know, it just, I didn't want to do it all the time. Like, I didn't want that to be my thing, is just having a real job. So, um, so like, I, I had to go through an intervention. <laughs> I had to go through it. Like, my parents sat me down and had an intervention with me. And and a lot of this is, is my fault, too, is coming to, um, you know, so it's coming to this these these pressures, I guess. Uh you know, just, just to quit wrestling. Eventually, just wore on me. I quit wrestling, and uh, but this, they're like, "Oh, go get a safe job here. I'll get you to my, I'll get you to where I work at." And I did. And you know, when I needed that safe job the most, that safe job was not there for me. However, I continued on with my, you know, with my professional, with my aspirations of being a professional wrestler. Then maybe. Uh, if they hadn't worn me down, if they had encouraged it, then maybe I could have been something. Maybe I could have been somebody on TV, still wrestling week in and week out, making a very comfortable living, uh, doing what I enjoyed. Instead, I'm sitting on the couch uh, because the safe job that people told me was always going to be there, it wasn't there. I get it. It's two different generations. We live in a more artsy generation, a more creatively free generation uh, where people want to live money, you know, live and make money off things that they are good at and that they enjoy. This isn't me shunning my parents, but, you know, for, for you, you know, listening at home, the safe route isn't always the best. What, what are you willing to, are you willing to sacrifice your happiness for a paycheck? All right. I know, like, I, I just got this brand new job, and I, I, I don't love it. I don't hate it, but I don't love it. But the first chance I get to make money doing something that I love, I'm gone. I'm gone. And it's become, you know, this it's all become a lifestyle for me in, in hopes that it does happen. You know, is it safe? No. But it keeps me busy, keeps my mind focused, keeps me, you know, my creative juices flowing. So I just show up to work. Hey, we're going to do this today. And then going home after eight hours for a, pay, for, uh, for a paycheck in, in expensive insurance. That is my... Uh, that is my number 15. Number 14, peace of mind over everything. I hate fighting with people. I hate dealing with people that you hear, you hear, you know, they say something about you, and then they, they, hey, what's up, brother? What's up, buddy? How's it going? Or uh, the people who shun what you do behind your back, and then when they need something out of you, uh, they kind of, they're like, oh, yeah, can you help me with this? Can you help me with that? I hate that. <laughs> and I'm on to just about everybody who does it, too. People talk. It is what it is. But um, choose my peace of mind over everything. All right? I'm just not just going to cater to people who, uh, you know, just free, just shoot at, you know, just shoot, just say bad things constantly about you. And I think you shouldn't either. Right? I mean, why would you, why would you, you know, going back to number 19, why would you be a people pleaser for somebody who doesn't appreciate you? Peace of mind. If you know they've done, you know, if they know it's if you know it's not worth it to try and make this person happy, that no matter what you do, that you're, you know, they're always going to say bad stuff about you. Back off. Find your peace of mind. You know, find 
just get away from people who damage, you know, who <laughs> who messes up that peace of mind for you. You know, nobody wants to wake up and fight with people every day. Nobody wants to go to work and, and fight with coworkers every day. People don't like that shit. All right. Peace of mind over everything. Choose it. Worship it. It's a very hard thing to accomplish. But once you figure it out, uh, it is it is it's worth it. It's it's I'm still trying to find peace of mind. But every now and then, you know, something something occurs. I bet get myself away from that situation. And I'm just like, you know what? Life is good now. I'm out of that. I am at peace with a decision, with a choice that I have made. Peace of mind over everything. And I hope that that's something I really can't like drive home enough for you, the listener. Number 13, avoid energy leeches. And no, that is not some cool... Uh, <laughs> it's not some cool version of a leech. I'm talking about humans, people, people you keep in close company. Energy is one of the a very very real thing. Positive energy is awesome. When you surround yourself with with positive people, positive things happen. When you, when you surround yourself with rich minded people, with wealthy minded people, you start making moves that are you know wealth oriented. When you're around people that just suck the life out of you, energy leeches. You know they're constantly negative. They're constantly complaining. They're constantly nagging about stuff. It uh, it it has an effect on you. It does. I can't tell you how many negative Nancys I've been around over the last couple years. And guess what? My time around them has dwindled and dwindled and dwindled. Some of them I don't even see anymore. Um, but it's like, why? Like, man, can we just be happy? Can we just go out and do something and not talk about this this thing that, you know, one has nothing, nothing sometimes nothing to do with that person. They just love the drama. They feed into it. They wor- they They worship the drama. You know, if they're not talking about somebody, then, you know, what's the point? I can't be around people like that. All right. I got my own issues. I, you know, I just, I can't be around negative people anymore. I've, uh, I spent way too many years around that. It's, it made me a very deceptively cruel person. I thought, you know, very heartless, less caring. Uh, and yeah, I just, negative energy is is it's it's powerful it's easy to get caught up in negativity we people do it all the time on social media they see something they dislike they they got to react to it they got to comment and and angry face it and all this stuff you know just for your own sake you know with with peace of mind in mind avoid people that just take away from your joy you know i just had every time i just got a friendship that i had uh you know, I just got away from where every time I seen this individual complaining about somebody, somebody who would do anything for them, just complaining and complaining and complaining. It's like, dude, I can't take this anymore. All right. And, you know, I'm at I got my peace of mind <laughs> ever since I've removed this individual from my life. Number 12. You can actually fly with eagles. They're all surrounded by turkeys. The old phrase, uh, you can't f- you can't fly with eagles when you're surrounded by turkeys. I'm not a big fan of it. Um, there is some truth to it. There's no doubt about it. But I do love uh, I do love the turkeys that I'm associated with. I get that I'm not I'm around a bunch of pe- you know individuals who don't share my 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 common interests and uh, in this and that. I 
it's it, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, desiring to fly with eagles and actually flying with eagles while keeping yourself around turkeys, so to speak, uh, it's 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 humbling. It's a way to you know kind of keeps you grounded. It keeps you, your ego, like you don't have an over exaggerated ego. Um, that's something I've had to you know realize too is that you know it, I, yeah I am around a lot of people who do, who don't share common interests with me. Doesn't mean I don't dislike them uh, by any means. And you know while it would be nice if they had aspirations of flying with the Eagles, it's okay kind of a personal one that's it's kind of a just an a, a different one uh a little bit unique but you know a lot of people they, they they get a little bit of fame and they just you know change they 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 have a different goal in mind in life and they just switch up on people it's unfortunate but it does happen and uh i, I have a wonderful it, not everybody's gonna match with you with, with your on your wavelength it is okay it's perfectly okay number 11 self-sufficiency is the greatest wealth of all yeah i mean if i was making money doing podcasts and stuff i would have been a-okay if i would have been a-okay during this this quarantine you know there's a lot of stuff that i am self-sufficient on and i'm proud of it i can drive myself i can feed myself i can dress myself all these sort of things i get you know i, I can pay my bills it is so wonderful it's a wonderful feeling to be free and uh and self-sufficient and that is something i've definitely learned especially when you're not around people that like you used to be this last year like i said a lot of people left my life um i don't from a regular basis standpoint you know people that you you're like wow maybe i depended on them for too much for something whether you know going back to the other one the happiness thing right i maybe i depended on them on them for too much for happiness or maybe i depended on them uh for inspiration and this and that this last year, I found a lot of intrinsic motivation that's kept me kept me self sufficient. Like the Energizer Bunny, I just keep going and going. I I do like ten hours of podcasts a week myself, just myself, and that's not including editing other shows, this and that. But I felt, you know, instead of relying on other people for the motivation to keep going, I found it within myself. You do that with a lot of different physical. Um, you know, just a lot of other aspects of life too, is that, you know, when you are dependent on yourself, you are, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. All right. Next up, number 10. This one, I've, this one's definitely a, uh, <laughs> definitely a, a one I've experienced too. All right. So yeah, I don't know if maybe you've felt this way, uh, when things aren't going good, everybody has a comment about to make about your financial situation, right? Oh, man. Your job isn't good. You don't make enough money. What are you doing with yourself? What are you... What, <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Everybody's got a comment to make about, you know, your money. Like, get a better job. Get a better insurance. Get better this, better that. But, uh, man, when you listen to them... And it takes away from your time with them. Oh, man, do they ever hate it. Oh, you spend too much time at your job. Oh, money isn't everything. Oh, this and that. This and that. This is a life lesson that I have learned is that you. this is another thing. It, you can't please people. This, this little thing right here just drives me absolutely bonkers um, because financial stuff is, is nobody's business aside from your own. But uh, 
But yeah, go work, go go work hard. People don't understand that you know time equals money. You know the the more time I spend making money is the means more time I'm not around around you, around you know the different individuals. With this, with this, you know, this I get a lot of flack for for being at this precinct sometimes, for being at this podcast precinct, the studio space that I've built, created this this culture that I've created. It's all time because hopefully someday it's all going to pay off. You're not going to get rich. You're not going to be successful sitting on you know sitting on the couch, and uh, and just not doing anything with your life. I want I want seven cars too. I want a nice in ground pool. I want all the nice things. I want a mansion. I got to work for it. That's the only way I'm going to do it. Time equals money. So next time somebody says something to you uh, about your money situation and then you listen to them, make sure you know you remind them that, hey, that's what you wanted. Now you got it. Now you got it. Number nine, people won't root for you until it's cool to do so. <laughs> I can't tell you how many people used to bully the shit out of me in, high, in, in school uh, you know, see what I'm doing with with podcast. Like that, it's it's annoying that I keep saying podcasting, but what I'm doing with this place, what I'm doing, this culture that I'm building, and they're just like, "Hey, how are you?" And they're trying to be buddy buddy. I'm just like, "Ah, and I'm I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it." And it also goes hand in hand with the time thing that I just talked about too. You know, I'm guilty of this myself. I'm, I'm going to openly admit it. Uh, you know, I'm very very proud of my wife. She opened up her own cafe in just this past year through with the pandemic with everything going on but there was a point in time where i wasn't as you know i wasn't the most supportive husband uh you know whether she was an employee whether you know just uh, other stuff going on i was like oh man when is this when is this gonna pay off like come on do it and now it's paid off she's successful she's she's making more money than she ever has and i'm very very proud of her so um so yeah, that's that's something that people don't realize either. Is that uh, is that what you you know what you are doing? It, it may not it may not be paying off instantly, but once it does, pe- you know people are like, oh yeah, I knew him when he was doing this and he was doing that and and all this little stuff and and you know it's like yo know, I, I I remember everything you said. I remember how hard you made it on me when uh, when the going was rough when I when I the aspirations. Now that I finally got what I want and. Now you want to take credit? Mm-mm. That certainly won't happen. That certainly won't happen. You know, there's an individual uh, very close to me who I hear stuff all the time, all the time. Oh, why? Do you, why does he spend? It's annoying how much time he spends in his podcasts and and all this. And then now that I'm doing good, or when they need, that individual needs me for something to help out something that they they do. Oh yeah. Podcasts are great. I hear everything. I hear everything. So people won't, you know, people won't root for you until it's cool to do so. Till everybody's doing it, then it's like, oh yeah, I've always had your back. I'm just, I can be a petty person sometimes, but it's, uh, it's, it's the God's honest truth. Number eight, life lesson that I have learned throughout this last year is avoid transactional relationships, whether it's with family, whether it's with friends. Again, this is another thing that goes back to stop being a people pleaser. All right, I've noticed a lot over the last year. People that I used to reach out to all the time to chat, talk with, hang out with, see how they're doing. They're not texting me first anymore. They're not texting you first. And, and I know that everybody 
has someone like that. You know, I used to be, I used to have just wonderful groups of friends, you know, not groups of friends, but just people I spent a lot of time with, you know, from childhood onwards. And, you know, uh, you just kind of notice things that, again, what are you doing for me lately? Hey, can you do this for me? Yeah, sure. But can you do this for me? No, sorry. And they ghost you. You know, uh, it's going to tie, it's already tied into a few other ones that I've listed, and it's going to tie into one more. But you get, you got to avoid it. You got to get out of relationships like that with the significant others, with family members, where it's a very one sided thing. It's a transactional relationship, it's a one sided relationship between two individuals friends, family, girlfriend, boyfriend, girlfriend, girlfriend, boyfriend, boyfriend, whatever, whatever you, you know, whatever you do gotta get out of that it's tough when people are only happy when you do stuff for them it's a uh it's tough when you back off and you see that things that are the way that they are it's uh it's it kind of hurts it makes things seem a lot less genuine but unfortunately that's because a lot of it was so get out of those transactional relationships if people only do you know if you're only doing for people and people aren't doing for you it's not the kind of you know not the kind of interaction with another person that you would want. Number seven. This is one. This, this is a personal one for me. Um, some of the best people in my life are people that I don't even see on like a regular basis. Not saying all of them, but some of the best people in my life are people I don't see on a regular basis. Andrew Lenz, who's been a multi-time guest on this show, uh, is easily one of my best friends. But the catch is that I've only met him I've only seen him in person, I think, three times since we connected. We connected over the Internet and whatever. He used to live where I live, and uh, but we talk. He's one of my best friends. I can confide in him with, with anything and everything, and he listens, and we just go back and forth, and um, we hit it off really good. And there's a lot of other good people in my life who I don't get to see all the time every day that are just really, really good uh, to me. I, I I don't know if it's a less is more kind of thing. I don't know if, you know, it's just one of those things where you just get tired of people being around them all the time. But, uh, you know, this life lessons that, you know, like I said, it, I, I wish those those people that I, you know, I I still have great friends I've never met before in person. I talk to them on Zoom. I talk to them in text messaging and all this jazz. And uh, it's like, man, wow, those people are willing to do way more for me than the people I'm around all the time. It's kind of a kind of a punch in the gut a little bit, but uh, it's a it's a it's a personal one that I think uh, that I had to acknowledge. It's, it, it's a life lesson that just because you're around somebody all the day all all the time doesn't mean they're you know they're good for you. They're good for your soul. They're good for <laughs> you know what what you're trying to do in life. It it doesn't mean like that. I found way more encouragement encouragement from Andrew than I have from a lot of people that I've known for a very long time, and I'm very grateful for that friendship. That's just a perfect example of that. Uh, number six. I love helping people. All right, you know the old quote: "Leading uh, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink." I take pride in that. I get advi- asked for advice on a lot of things with creative stuff, with you know content creation. Go the extra mile for a lot of those people. I, I literally hand feed them. Like, hey, if you want your podcast to do this, be successful, you get a lot of listens. You got to do this. Okay. Uh, don't feel bad about helping people that don't accept the help the way it should be accepted don't feel bad about it 
it do, it stings. It hurts a lot. It 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 really, really truly does. It, it it can, but the fact that you are willing to put yourself out there, um, you know, eventually the right person is going to come along who's going to accept your help, and and make the most of it. In my three years of hosting podcasts, almost three years. I have uh, I've tried to help out people as best as I can. You know, I see people struggling, or I see that they have some kind of aspiration. Whether I, I buy them a microphone, or I bought in three people audio mixers. I the first one I ever bought for somebody. Never used it. They quit on me. They quit on podcasting, and uh, you know they had it for years, and they never did anything with it. Never used it. The next one, he's getting there. He's working on it. If he's listening, he knows who he is. He's a good, very good friend of mine. Um, very good friend of mine. I'm excited to see what he comes up with. The other one is uh, that Andrew Lenz character that I mentioned and that you've heard on here before. All right. The fir- it, it stunk. It stinks when you when you try to invest in somebody. You try to help them out. And hey, listen, you can do this. You know, you can do it just like I can. Here's how you do it. And they don't respond. But my point of that little story was that the first time, you know, that I, the one individual that I gave something to the first time, it didn't deter me from helping other people out. And I don't regret those last two. I don't at all. And I guess even in a little bit of a ways, I don't regret that first one either. But be proud in your ability to lead horses to water. But, again, they don't have to drink. And that's their fault, not your own. Next life, life lesson that I have learned. Yeah. Number five, art is there for you when people aren't. People are busy. People get busy. There's no doubt about that. Um, I think every, I truly believe that everybody should pick up some kind of art, whether it's making music, singing music, podcasting, photography, drawing, painting, something. Anything. Something that you can pour your heart and soul into and, and kind of get something out of it a little bit. That's that's art. I think everybody should have that. And, uh, you know, there are a lot of times where I'm, I'm home by myself or, you know, the wife's busy at the cafe and I'm just like, I don't want to sit here and play video games and watch movies all day. I want to go do something creative. Want to go do something productive, something cool, something fun that just stimulates the senses, and I can just pour my heart out into it. So I go and do that thing, whether it be recording an episode, whether it be doing a video, whether it be going to take pictures, you know, at some really cool place like Niagara Falls or some other little waterfall around here in Western New York. I go and do it. Art is there when people aren't. You know, how many times have I reached out to people? Hey, you want to hang out? No, sorry, I'm busy. Okay, well, my camera's here for me. Hey, what are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm going out with my friends. Well, that's okay. My computer and microphones and audio mixer are there for me. Uh, Everybody should have an art. Everybody should have something to kind of just, like I said, pour their heart and soul into. And uh, and, and who knows what will become of it, whether it's just a hobby, whether you want to do it for financial gain. You never know. But art is a very important thing that I wish I had pushed on me at an early age. That's my number five. Number four. Friendship 
isn't a, an excuse for disrespect. Goes with all the behind the, the back, you know, things you hear. Um, there are people that just kind of just take advantage of you. They give you less because they think they can get away with it if they're your friend. Plenty of people done that in my life. Uh, this perfectly ties into the transactional relationships, the people pleaser, you know, topic. Uh, man, friends are, to me, friendship is two people who just endlessly build each other up. Endlessly build each other up. Like, uh, and no questions asked, let's just build each other up. Not, hey, can I get a discount? Hey, I'm not going to do this for you. Hey, I'm not going to do that for you. That that sort of that sort of thing, like oh yeah, whatever. I didn't do that. We're friends. It's okay. No, friends. You're supposed to bring out the best in each other. Um. Yeah, I'm. I'm still. I'm still waiting on that. That one. I really am. Uh. And two, like people just get very comfortable with disrespect, right? You know, I, I understand constructive criticism. But uh, just straight up disrespect and just like I don't get how you can be friends with somebody and not support what they do and be proud of them. Be proud of them for doing what they do. It's some I deal with on a regular basis. And uh, but it, it's got to be acknowledged. I've, again, I've lost a lot of friends who were way too comfortable with disrespecting me, whether it be verbally, uh, you know, sneakily, <laughs> whatever, whatever it may have been. I just I don't. I don't tolerate disrespect well, and especially from people you, sh- you consider your best friends. Number three, for my life lessons that I've learned over the last year, your worth is not determined by other people. You determine your own worth. I know people who slave away at their job because their happiness, their value in life is only what they can provide for their employer, what they can provide for other people. I can't live like that. I certainly can't live like that. Uh, if people don't see the value in you, you just don't you don't be around them. I guess uh, I've moved away from a lot of people who just like you do. Like I said, you drop anything, you do anything, you do anything in the world for them. They ask, you do it for them. They don't see the value in you. They just see you as, hey, this is the guy, this is the person that'll just whatever help me out when I need it, when it's convenient. Convenience friends, that sort of thing. Um. There's, there's there's plenty of other examples uh, of this sort of thing where uh we're just your worth is like all sorts of relationships oh this person buys me nice stuff and that's all they're worth you know when people are only happy when yeah again when you people are only happy when you do stuff for them it's a uh it's 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 not good you're worth more than that as a human being each and every one of you who listen to this show are so uh, remember that. Remember that. Number two, jobs are just jobs. They are. I know the work thing comes up constantly. I just, I, I can't. I, my mentality is that I live to work, but I don't work to live. That's, that's my mentality in life. I've been using that for forever. Forever. You know? Why am I going on my way to make this employer happy when... Uh, when if something happened to me this week, I'd be replaced next week. Why am I divulging all of my creative energy into this job that 
um, well, hey, the boss just told me I should go off myself, um, <laughs> uh, you know, because it because I did something, it, you know, that wasn't really that serious. But um, but that's I guess that's the kind of the line of work I'm in. They fight, you know, they just play with your lives. They play with your money. They don't care. A lot of these jobs don't. If you love your job, I'm happy for you. I truly am. I've never can't say I've ever really done a jo- hit, you know, had a job that I've been in love with, whether, you know, in, in every aspect, happiness, money. They're just jobs. My work, my line of work doesn't, you know, doesn't define me. My value in life is not defined by what I can do for other people. Jobs are just jobs. And number one, this one's been the hardest one to kind of grasp. As somebody who's always struggled to have friends, right, and maintain friends, I, I don't know why. I know I'm not perfect, but I've never really had, like, a de- ultra-dependable best friend in life it's okay like it's it's okay to out, outgrow people you know it doesn't mean you gotta hate somebody but you know if if you're not clicking with somebody anymore if your goals in life are different you know i i'm at the point in my life where i'm thinking business i want a house i want a family you just you don't click with people who don't think like that sometimes it's okay it's okay. People have outgrown me plenty of times in my life, and I think it, it it works both ways. It's okay to outgrow people. It's relationships are hard as it is, and you know the new friendships and in in whatever are just forged every day. They replace old tattered ones. Outgrowing people is just the name of the game. It's a, it's another facet of life, and uh, I guess everybody's there for you know for a reason. Everybody comes and goes out of your life for a reason. It's okay to outgrow people. You know, I miss the. There's a lot of people who I I, I miss that I, I realize, you know, I, I don't see any more than I used to see on a regular basis. Considered them best friends and uh, would hang out with them religiously. It, it, at any it, at any time, they called. Hey, let's go do something. And you just stop clicking. You know, it's okay to outgrow people, but that is it, everybody. We got through it, and it was kind of a depressing. Uh, ending the season two, I, I, I again, I wish we had better topics. I threw this together. I thought it would be, you know, it's it's definitely the most serious one that we've ever done. But I think it's an important one. You know, I, I I feel ten times better right now. I got so much off my chest that has been bothering me. You know that I've been just wanting to say and put out in the air without being judged. Well, you might judge me for it, but to me right now, it's just me looking at. <laughs> a bunch of empty tables, chairs, just talking into a microphone and just expressing myself. I'm going to put this out into to the world. I hope you took something away from it too. Hope you realize that you're, you know, you're actually a very strong person. You're a good person and that you've grown a lot this last year. And maybe this last year well, it wasn't the best for the world, but you know, you still found some some opportunity in it. Some growth. It's only for the best. But, all right, everybody, that is it for season two of Eat Sleepless. We thank you so much for your support. We will talk to you in July with a brand new slew of topics. Of course, if you want to listen to our old episodes, please, please, please do. We have a wonderful backlog of uh, 20 something other, 27 other previous episodes. Go check those out. Go see what the show is really all about. But thank you so much. And uh, till we talk to you next time. Do you even list?